it's on the other side of that consistently that you reach what you want. You want to be in shape. You want to carry yourself in a way that's influential, et cetera, et cetera. So there is one thing I could give to the world. It would be work ethic and grit. Before we get into it, I want to introduce you to Groundbreaker, today's sponsor and partner. They are an all-in-one suite of tools for small to medium-sized real estate syndicators. They've got a special focus on real estate syndicators with 1 million to 100 million assets under management. They help you increase productivity and investor satisfaction by automating fundraising, reporting, and investor relations through elegant and powerful workflows built by syndicators for syndicators. Groundbreaker will help you scale your business without the need to scale your overhead. So they're going to help reduce your costs because of the admin team that won't need to be as large. And they're going to help you reduce your risk of data breach because of the security systems that they have in place. They'll help you increase your revenue by growing your assets under management because you're going to be allowed to focus on the things that are most important, like business growth and operations, not those administrative logistics. And ultimately, they're going to help you elevate your company's brand and professionalism and investor experience because your investors are going to enjoy having this platform with all their information versus however you're currently doing it. Three things specifically about Groundbreaker I personally like. One, super easy to use from an investor standpoint and from a general partner standpoint. Two, it allows investors and general partners to fund electronically, meaning that a limited partner can complete their entire subscription and funding cycle without leaving the platform. And on the general partnership side, for distributions, you can set it up so that you can trigger bulk ACH payments within the platform. And then last thing I really like about Groundbreaker is it's, well, it's cost effective. It's healthy to the bottom line. Their basic plan allows sponsors to sign up for as little as $100 per month with no limits on deals or investors. And you can read all about the pricing on their website. Speaking of their website, it is groundbreaker.co forward slash Joe, J-O-E. And when you go there, groundbreaker.co forward slash J-O-E. You're going to get access to a pitch deck that the Groundbreaker team created so that you have a template should you want to use that and customize it for your own deal. So go to groundbreaker.co forward slash Joe. Quick disclaimer, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for informational purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any securities or to make or consider any investment or course of action. For more information, go to bestevershow.com. Best ever listeners, today's guest is being interviewed by Theo Hicks. You know, Theo, he's with us every Friday on Follow Along Friday. You're going to get a lot of value from this conversation. So with that being said, let's get going. Hello, Best Ever listeners, and welcome to the Best Real Estate Investing Advice Ever Show. I'm Theo Hicks, and today we'll be speaking with Jaron Barnes. Jaron, how are you doing today? Man, I'm honored. This is a big deal. I really liked you and Joe Fairless's book on best ever book on apartment syndication. I actually say a lot that it was the best course I've ever taken on the subject. So I'm a fan. We really appreciate that. And thank you for joining us. And I'm looking forward to our conversation. So a little bit about Jaron. He is a full-time real estate investor, as well as the senior creative director for retipster.com. He has six years of investing experience. In the past, he has worked with Bigger Pockets and helped grow a wholesale company from eight deals to 30 deals per month. He also has a land flipping business that he runs 100% remote. 
He is based in Chicago, and the website is retipster.com. So, Jaren, do you mind telling us some more about your background and what you're focused on today? Yeah, so I got my start in real estate, specifically pre-door knocking, pre-foreclosures in the San Francisco Bay Area. I spent half my life in the San Francisco Bay Area and half my life in a suburb of Atlanta, Georgia. So very different places, very eclectic. I've been exposed to quite a bit. And when I was in the Bay Area door knocking, I learned a lot. I got a lot of deals, but I was connected with some unethical guys that really didn't have my best interests at heart. And I actually didn't get paid at all through that whole process. But I started a blog called realestatecatalyst.org. And I did a review on bigger pockets. This is back in 2014. And at the time, Josh and Brandon over at Bigger Pockets were kind of the only two people working at Bigger Pockets. And they had a couple of VAs and programmers and things, but they were looking to grow their team. So I ended up joining forces with them temporarily. It was a temp situation from the beginning just to help them transition until they could start building the local team there in Denver. So I did a lot of things over there. I learned a lot about real estate. I was the blog editor, the podcast show notes writer, and all kinds of crazy things, form monitor. And then from there, I obviously was exposed to real estate and knew I wanted to pursue that and ended up moving to Indianapolis of all places and connected with a guy named Brett Snodgrass, who runs a company called Simple Wholesaling. And I helped him grow. We had a short team, a small team around at first, it was four guys. And then it grew to about, I think by the time I left, we were around 10, but I helped him grow from doing about eight to 12 deals a month to doing 25 to 30 deals a month on average. And they're a different wholesale operation than most. We didn't do any assignments. We took everything in-house, the title. And while there, I wanted to use my skills that I had developed as a disposition manager and knowing wholesaling in some capacity that wouldn't create direct competition to my boss, Brett. Because at the time I thought that I was going to be his right-hand man and I was going to be running with him to the hills come home. So I started looking at similar business models that weren't directly in houses. And so that's where land came up. We interviewed a couple of land guys on the Simple Wholesaling podcast because I was a co-host there. And I ended up connecting with Seth Williams. I was in a mastermind group with him for a number of years. And he let me moonlight his course, the Land Masterclass, for free. So I took it and I gave it a really thorough review as a big thank you. And it radically changed my life. I ended up within my first three deals making $38,000 in one transaction. And it was kind of a freak deal that doesn't happen all the time. That's definitely an outlier deal. It's not a base hit, but it changed my life radically. So I was kind of doing land after I had left Simple Wholesaling. And it just kind of made sense for me and Seth to merge because of my background with bigger pockets and doing content stuff and podcasting stuff at Simple Wholesaling. There was a lot of overlap between the needs of somebody kind of replicating himself in a different person at the team at Ari Tipster. And so I joined the team about two years ago, actually in July, which is crazy to think, but I've been working my land business and working at Ari Tipster ever since. So that's where I'm at today. Thanks for sharing that. So out of those two things, what's kind of your main focus? Like Definitely your- senior creative director at Tipster. I do okay. content stuff eight plus hours a day for sure. Perfect. I want to focus on that, but can you just kind of quickly tell me about this land deal? I know you said that it's kind of not the normal land deal, but it sounds like it was a pretty important part of your journey. So kind of break down what was so unique about it. I did direct mail and I got a call for a property in Southern Indiana that was something like a hundred and... 
50 acres. And Brett, surprisingly, even though land was not his niche, had a deal in the pipeline that another wholesaler brought him for another 100 and some odd acres. I think if I remember correctly, it was like 225 acres total. And I did a showing as we were closing to a timber company. And they said, hey, we want to do a package deal for that property with Brett and then your property all in one. So we actually did a double closing and the stars aligned. Brett still to this day says he made more money in that one transaction than he ever has in one single transaction. And it just was like this weird fluke. There was a really old realtor that wasn't online at all. And he probably pushed in his eighties or nineties and he was like, yeah, I got this client. I've been trying to sell it for two years. I represent him and he just wants to move it. So let's make it happen. And the spread per acre wasn't that much, but when you multiply it by 225, it was huge. So it was just really incredible. And I will tell you, land is pretty amazing. And a lot of people don't understand the land business. They're like, how can you really make crazy money in land? But it's not unheard of to do deals like that. Seth actually showcased the property where he bought a property for $500 and sold it for $25,000. And that's on our YouTube channel, actually, at IA Tipster. Perfect. So I kind of want to focus on the creative director just because a lot of people, especially right now, I'm sure a lot of people are focusing on growing their brand online if they're maybe not doing as many deals. But before we, just so I know what you're specializing in, what's your main objective as the creative director? Is it just pumping out content? Is it driving people to certain actions? Is it increasing the website traffic or is it all those things? What's your main objective that you're supposed to accomplish? My main objective is to be a second origin source of content. So I review courses. I'm literally in a triplex right now that we recently just bought and I'm house hacking. So I did a huge article uh, about a year and a half ago where I interviewed different ways to house hack that not a lot of people talk about. And now that I actually lived it out and I decided what I was going to do, I'm going to update that blog post with my life and do like a drone aerial shot of my house and do a whole thing. So I do a lot of video stuff. I do a lot of work on product development. I also am the main contact. Seth doesn't do any of the coaching at all at RE Tipster. So if you apply for our land coaching program, I'm the head coach there. So I work with all of our coaching clients. So you just write the content and then someone else is focused on converting people from that content or do you do that too? I do some of that, but to be honest, something that's really impressive about RA Tipster is it's grown to what it is. I think last time I checked, we have somewhere around 150,000 people come into the website per month and it grew organically. And we get the majority of our traffic from organic search. Now, I don't think that in today's environment, you can really start without paid advertising and get there. But Seth started at the right time and that's where we're at today. So I'm actually being trained by a Facebook guy right now to learn a bunch of stuff about how to start supporting our growth efforts through paid strategies, but we're still very green on that. Most of our traffic just comes from people knowing who we are and ranking and relisting URLs back to our site. So how frequently are you posting content? Is it every week, every two weeks, every month? I know it's a little bit different. So we have 
probably a content piece that comes out every day, but we have a blog post that comes out, I believe it's every other week. And then every Tuesday, we have a podcast right now. We're probably going to switch back potentially to, we're, we're testing out doing it weekly for a long time. We've been a podcast that came out every other week and we're testing the waters. We're still on the fence as to whether we're going to stay weekly or not, but that's coming out on Tuesdays. And then we have a lot of videos that come out randomly. So we could have three to five videos come out a week, or we might have one video come out on YouTube a week. It just kind of depends. YouTube is more of a support to giving tutorials on our written content. So our main driver is blogging. Like that's the cornerstone of who we are. So you'd say that it starts with a blog and then from the blog, you'll do a daily social media posts as well as creating video content based off of that. But the blog is kind of like the starting point. Yep. 100%. So the blog is every week, right? Every two weeks. I believe it's every two weeks. We have something comes up. So you're doing longer blog posts, I'm assuming then, right? You're not doing the short 600 words. Usually how long are they? Probably on average, it's about 2000 words per article, but it can range. Really the objective is not to hit a certain word count. It's to thoroughly explain the concept. So a lot of the stuff that we're working on right now is defining a lot of terms. We have a whole terms directory that we're fleshing out. But if it's not terms oriented, we really take a subject or a course or something that is extremely helpful and we break it down to where anybody can understand it. So a lot of our blog posts could be paid content. It's to that degree that we give away value. So maybe walk us through, maybe not the blog post you're doing on the house hacking, just because I'm sure a lot of people aren't going to be able to replicate doing something like that and then writing a blog post on it. But maybe give us a recent blog post that you wrote that was long, that was very in-depth, and then explain to us the process for writing that. How does it start? Do I have a topic and then do an outline and then research and then writing? Tell me about your process. So really it always starts with the overarching question of what's a pain point? Where is something that people need really clear directions on or a really confusing concept like assignments, for example. I made an assignment video. It was a voiceover video animation. It has, I think last time I checked, it was over 10,000 views on YouTube. And we take a concept like that, that for somebody just getting started in real estate can be really confusing to understand. And then they hear things like, it might be illegal. Is it not illegal? What's going on with it? So we take a complicated subject like that and then I take the elephant essentially and then I break it down into puzzle pieces. And then I have each puzzle piece explained thoroughly so that it leads to the overarching goal of understanding assignments or whatever the objective is. But at a high level, the way you come up with really high value content, I feel like is taking the complicated and then making it simplistic. And the best way to do that is to break it down into baby steps. Even when it comes to goals and other things too, that's really a crucial key to being able to write things or to create things of value. Even business plans or action steps within your business is to take something, okay, I want to make X amount of dollars, big, hairy, audacious goal, and then break it down into literally like, I pick up a pen and then I write and then I do this, really bringing it down to a very simple level, which again, your guys' book, the best ever syndication book did a fantastic job. I review a lot of courses and I mean that full sincerity. It lives up to its name. You guys did a phenomenal job with that. I really appreciate that. Thanks for saying that because that was a lot of work (laughs) to put together as I'm sure you know from doing this for a job. So I understand the first part, obviously, but do you go one by one? You'll pick one concept 
and then you'll knock it out of the park, post it, and then you'll, all right, think of another one. Or are you kind of planning ahead and saying, all right, here's one massive complicated subject. I want to write 10 blog posts on this. So for 20 weeks, I know exactly what, what I'm going to write about. Or is it every two weeks you're coming up with something new? Because I actually do real estate, there's kind of two ways to approach it. And I'll get into the second way, but normally it's what am I learning in my real estate game? I'm pursuing apartment syndications and I'm trying to figure out the apartment game. So there's going to be tons of content because I have fresh eyes as a complete beginner in that space to run into the things that are extremely complicated, that are not explained well. And I can take notes as I learn and overcome those obstacles and then turn around and share that with the audience at RE Tipster. So that's a lot of it. Is this just practical? Like, Hey, since I'm actually doing the stuff, I learn, okay, this voicemail system that used to be great doesn't work anymore. They increase their prices and they're a terrible option now. So another great example is I wrote an article on traveling mailbox, which is a virtual mailbox system where people can send you letters to a physical address, but then they scan and email it to you. So you can be anywhere in the world. And as long as you have an internet connection, you can have access to your mail. And that's huge for somebody like me and other people who do land remote. Most guys do land remote. They don't do it in their backyard. They do it in the hotbed markets like Colorado, Florida, Arizona, et cetera, et cetera. So to have those kinds of systems set up, it's extremely helpful. So I go and I figure out how to optimize my business and solve my own problems and then turn around and share that. However, I think if you are starting fresh today and really trying to grow content today, I think keyword research is extremely important because you can use something like hrefs.com and you can look at different keywords or even hire a VA on Upwork who specializes in SEO research and say, what are people searching for that doesn't have a lot of actual content? And you can find that sweet spot. It's hard to find now because things are getting more and more noisy every single day. But there are subject matters out there that have a lot of high search volume, but don't have content that's actually meeting that in a really high form. So you could start targeting those things if you really wanted to grow and scale. It depends on how you want to grow a brand. At the end of the day, do you need to be the biggest guy out there or do you just need to be a big fish in a small pond in your market and in your niche? If that's the case, if you just find things that are extremely helpful, even if 500 people watch it, another perfect example is within Facebook marketing. This is a great example of creating good content. So Facebook has a backend called the business manager. That's where you run Facebook ads and things. They had an update recently and it's been a couple months since I've been in there and I could not for the life of me figure out where to find my Facebook pixel for an existing Facebook pixel. I couldn't find the pixel code. I spent hours and hours and hours trying to find it. I called friends. Like it was really frustrating. So once I found the solution, I created a three minute video and I said, Hey, just so that this is somewhere out there in the internet for somebody, I found this, this is the solution. And I only have probably 10 views on it or something, but I have four comments of people being like, Oh my goodness, thank you so much for finding this solution. This was amazing to find. And that's the perfect example. If I was in Facebook marketing, like that was my thing, I would be answering those kinds of questions all day long because that's what people need. People use the internet outside of entertainment for our space. People use it to find solutions to problems. So that's what you have to provide. Okay, Jaren, what is your best real estate investing advice ever? Or so you'd be talking about marketing and branding. What's your best branding advice ever? You can take it either way you want. I think the answer is actually probably the same for both. 
it's more of a mindset thing than anything. I think grit is the 80-20 of success. I think that at the end of the day, a lot of what success looks like behind closed doors is banging your head against the wall until something works. And a lot of people don't like that because it doesn't sell well from a stage, <laughs> but that's the reality. If you want to get to the other side of success or the other side of greatness, it's going to take a lot of brunt force. It's going to take a lot of, I don't want to do this, but I'm going to do it anyway, showing up and getting busy. So for a long time growing up as a kid, I always shied away from hard stuff. I still to this day don't understand working out. Why would anybody voluntarily go and get all sweaty and hot and bothered? It doesn't make any sense. But it's on the other side of that consistently that you reach what you want. You want to be in shape. You want to carry yourself in a way that's influential, et cetera, et cetera. So there is one thing I could give to the world. It would be work ethic and grit. I think that's really, really solid advice. All right, Jaren, are you ready for the best ever lightning round? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, first, a quick word from our sponsor. Groundbreaker helps you increase productivity and investor satisfaction by automating fundraising, reporting, and investor relations through elegant and powerful workflows built by syndicators for syndicators. Go to groundbreaker.co forward slash Joe. That's groundbreaker.co forward slash Joe to get a free deal pitch deck template. What if you could earn 10000 per month net cash flow for life? Now you can at the Residential Assisted Living Academy. Gene Guarino teaches you how to take a single family house and turn it into a cash flow machine. Visit ralacademy.com to learn more. Okay, Jaren, what is the best ever book you've recently read? I'm going to say the best ever apartment syndication book. Honestly, I can't say enough about that book. I went through some courses and I really read through a lot of stuff. And that hands down is the most like taking a super complicated subject and being like, okay, for market research, do this, go to this website, go here. You guys did a phenomenal job. Thank you. Again. Definitely. If your business were to collapse today, what would you do next? Which business? Real estate or if I was let go at Ari Tipster? I'll say both. What happens if both collapse at the exact same time? At the exact same time, I'm probably going to go become a contractor. A contractor. Yeah, I've been learning about how to swing a hammer. Was super intimidated from the whole concept for a long time, but mm -hmm. with this particular triplex, I actually learned quite a bit. And it's interesting when you have skill sets that are related to your hands, you'll never go hungry because if you don't have any money, you literally can go door knocking like, hey, is this I can fix for you? Is there something I can do? That or become a truck driver. In America, truck driving, you can make some crazy money. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, that's a good point. I would do that until I could start real estate again. <laughs> tell us about the best deal you've done. Oh, man. Besides that land deal, you already told us about a different one. So let me think here. I have one right now that I think is going to be my best deal ever, but I haven't done it yet. So you don't want to talk about that one? We can talk about that one if you want to. It's up to you. Probably the closest one. I bought a property for a land deal for $2,000 and I sold it for $18,000. That one was pretty nice. But that was just another outlier. I did blind offer direct mail campaign and he just didn't want it. He inherited it. It was in Florida. He lived in somewhere in New England and he was like, yeah, let's do it. I just want to get rid of it. And so I gave him $2,000 with closing costs. It was like 2,500 and then I sold it, I think like two months later. I think we listed it for 25 and we sold it for 18. And then lastly, what is the best ever place to reach you? Probably jaren at ibuyland.org. That's my personal email. I got a lot of things in the fire. I'm actually working with a 
passion project, um, teaching people how to implement profit first in their real estate business and stuff. And all right, tipster, and I got real estate stuff. So if you want to reach out to me and learn more about what I got personally going on, I would say jaren at ibuyland.org or jaren at iatipster.com. You can use that as well. Perfect, Jaren. Well, thanks for joining us today and sharing your tips for how to grow a brand, how to grow a blog. Really what your process is, is you basically do things. You investigate current syndications or something that you don't really know anything about, something that's very new. And then being a newbie at it, you're going to come across things that you yourself have a hard time doing or you're unclear on, doesn't make sense. And then you assume that other people who are also new that are getting into this are going to have the same issues. So you do it, you figure out what works, what doesn't work, and then you simplify that. And then you repeat the process over and over and over again. And that's kind of what you're focused on now. Obviously, the other way would be to do the keyword-based research, which you can, as you mentioned, hire someone to do for you. But really, it comes down to identifying pain points and the best way to do that is to, to do things, to investigate things and see what's actually hard for you. And then talk about your journey. You gave us plenty of examples of that, with so your house hacking, through land. And then you talked also about how once you've written that blog post, you're able to use that information to post different various things on social media, as well as create different YouTube videos. And again, you gave a lot of examples on, on that. So using that one piece of content and multiplying it into multiple pieces of content to kind of cover the same topic on different channels. We went over a lot of examples and even more details on that, but that's really what it comes down to. So thank you for sharing your process with, with us. Everyone make sure that you, if you want to grow a brand, if you want to grow a blog, this is the way to do it. So thanks again for joining us. Thank you again for your kind words about our book. I really appreciate that. Best of listeners, as always, thank you for listening. Have a best ever day and we'll talk to you tomorrow.